Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential, where you know all month long, we are all counting down to the end of this lovely, incredible year, and we are going to find a way to leave this behind us and start with a fresh start. And my guest today is Tony Guarnaccia, and he has, you know... This is actually so poignant to what we're dealing with right now. He's helped thousands of businesses survive, get this, crisis. Not that we've known any crisis in the last year or so. And he's helped these businesses navigate during uncertain times, but not just to get through it, but to get out on the other side stronger. And that's really important. And actually that fits our theme so, so closely this month, because no matter whether or not you're an individual contributor, you run a small business, you're, you know, you're looking for something new. We all have to find ways to get ourselves out on the other side. But he really comes to this from a passion point in his life. So as a child, Tony experienced firsthand the devastating crisis of businesses failing. His own parents' small business failed. They lost everything, including their home. And as you guys can imagine, that has a powerful impact that can last your whole life. And when he lost everything, he determined that he would figure out how to help business owners, just like his parents, run a profitable business that could navigate through uncertain times. Now, here's the thing. He has worked with the best of the best. He's worked in every industry with people like Google, Microsoft, ADP, Ford, BMW, Sunrise Senior Living, which is a great, great company, and Foster Grant, just to name a few. And today he's going to share some of his expertise with us and help us navigate these quote unquote uncertain times, which I'm so tired of that, that statement. But first of all, Tony, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me here. I really uh, appreciate this and uh, really excited to chat with you and see how we can help more, more people out there. It's definitely timely. So I like to hit the highlights of people's bios because there's always things that jump out at me and you clearly have, you know, a really passion, um, you know, this is a passion project for you of what you do, but tell us a little bit more about you, your business and how you help your clients to shock their own potential. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, resiliency and adaptability and really helping businesses survive crisis and really come out stronger is really something that, as you mentioned, started when I was just a kid. So kind of that, that early stage of my life really set the, the trajectory and, and the purpose for me, you know, up until this day and, and for, for the unforeseen future. 
And, uh, you know, I, I just want to share what I learned because obviously being a child and going through that was traumatic. Um, but the, the thing we you didn't get a chance to hit on yet in my bio is I went to school. I went to college to learn like how to run a business profitably. I left there, started a business, had tremendous success out of the gate, but still found I was missing certain things. So it wasn't everything I needed. And so my goal was then to try to teach others what I learned by working with the, the best companies. So just to kind of rewind, after I left um, college and started probably one of the first online bakeries, we did have amazing success. We worked with Jennifer Lopez and Jay-Z. Uh, we did cakes for Microsoft and IBM and all these amazing companies. And I thought I had this down pat. I thought I had this made maybe a little bit arrogant, you know, uh, I was like, really, I've gone to school for that. I totally yeah, know what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. I was like, Oh, you know, this is easy. Then I found out there was gaps in my knowledge and I lost everything a second time. This time it was oh. me though. It wasn't my parents that, that messed up. It was me. And at the time I was newly married, had a baby on the way. And that was really what, what started that next phase of my life, which was, okay, I don't know what I'm doing, but who does? And that's mm. when I went to work with the great companies that you mentioned before. But ultimately, my passion was always to kind of go back into entrepreneurship and really to help others avoid the pitfalls that, that I, I came through. So kind of a longer-winded answer, but really, that's what really set the purpose of where I am today mm -hmm. and really how I want people to, as you say, shock their potential, get the most out of what they possibly can. Um, it's so, I love your honesty in that story because you're right. You can be taught all the right things, but running it and getting in there, it, it's so messy, especially being a business owner. This is my, I think, fifth time. I've had a couple successful ones and some not successful yeah. ones. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so much beyond knowing how to execute certain things. There's emotion, there's, you yeah. know, unforeseen circumstances, there's, you know, growth that happens either too fast or too slow yeah. and all those other pieces. It really is no matter anyone I talk to who's an entrepreneur, small business owner, there's always a headache that they never anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what I say all the time is what got me and what gets so many people is you don't know what you don't know. It's those hidden things mm -hmm. that really come up to get you. And what I, my goal is to help expose as many of those areas as possible so people can avoid that, that pain, frankly. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny. Yes. Just randomly yesterday, I was watching um, Kramer you know, on and uh, with my husband and they were, he was doing a comparison on where Ford and GE are right now and the mistakes that they made getting down to single digit stocks. Mm. And, you know, I'm like, wow, these are, these are the biggest of the biggest and certainly have been hit by, you know, recessions and different things. But, you know, really just even listening to the pieces of those large companies and, you know, knowing what they're trying to do to get out of it, what they did try to do, how they're rebuilding back up. Of course, I turned to my husband. I said, we need to buy some stocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see they're on their way back up again. I just know it. But, um, but even large companies have the same um, challenges at times because we're also people that yeah. run, that are flawed, running departments, running organizations, running massive enterprises. There's a lot of variables in there. How do you help your your clients to, uh, con I guess, control what they can control? Well, really it starts with a framework. So what I discovered over the years is, and if you kind of go back and look at, there was a seminal book called um, Good to Great by Jim Collins. Mm -hmm. And he talks yeah. about this concept of building a flywheel effect. 
And what I discovered is most businesses, especially small businesses, their flywheel is broken or non-existent. And <laughs> that kind of bothered me. So I said, what is the difference? Like, what is the difference between the companies that execute and, and have success and those that just are unable to for whatever reason? And really what I discovered is it breaks down to three things, which actually coincides with the idea of resiliency. And that mm -hmm. is number, number one, to know what to do. So be able to identify the problems you're having. Number mm -hmm. two, understanding how to fix those problems, which mm -hmm. is kind of how to do it. And then the third thing is actually taking the action and fixing those problems. If those three things align, you're ultimately going to get success. If they don't, then you're, you're going to typically be stuck. And I think this is such a great example of it this year. Not that it, not that there's any year that's not a great example of people uh, suffering from those things, but you know, this whole sense of when the world literally stopped, you know, small businesses and large businesses alike saying, what do, what do we do now? Yeah. Um, where do we go from here? I am so tired of unprecedented times or in these uncertain times, or, you know, I'm sick of those words because they're just such a reminder, I think for me, of how we all just kind of ground to a halt. But what's interesting to me now to see, you know, nine months into this, what businesses are really emerging more strongly mm -hmm. and which ones are, you know, have been so innovative. And so they're taking, you know, all those challenges, they're identifying, they're understanding, they're taking action and they're not waiting versus yeah. those that I thought would have survived the storm that are yeah. either closed or just so hanging on by a thread that it's, yeah. it's really terrifying. It is. It absolutely is. And uh, yeah, I think the difference is you have to adapt. And so what I always say um, is you have to kind of ride the wave that's happening, not mm -hmm. try to make your own wave or fight the wave. And so what do I mean by that? Well, there's certain waves that are coming through. And it's our responsibility as entrepreneurs to kind of latch onto those. And we can't necessarily create the waves. So what's a wave? Well, you know, you had search engine optimization taking off, right? So I rode that mm -hmm. wave with Google. Then you had, you know, AdWords taking off. I rode that wave. And then you have social media. Uh, and that's just kind of in the digital space. But there's always different kind of change agents. And right now, what are you seeing? Well, you're seeing the, the move to remote work. You're seeing virtual this and virtual that. Mm -hmm. You're seeing podcasting is taking off. It's the only, as a matter of fact, podcasting is the only channel that's predicted to grow significantly next year. All the other channels, including social search and everything else is declining. You know, forget about mm -hmm. radio and TV and newspaper, but podcast is one of the few that's going up. So what, what are we doing? Well, what I've done is I moved into doing more podcasts, obviously. Mm -hmm. but I've also created, mm -hmm. you know, I've created um, a division of my agency that does software for podcasts. I've, I've done, you know, different kinds of um, tools for podcast. I, you know, I'm doing more stuff in that area because don't fight the change. You have to adapt yeah. within it. And then that is usually your, your key to success. And you don't have to be a great business person. So if you're starting off, a lot of times you can grow just by being in the right industry and you can make right. lots of mistakes just because there's so much demand, you can still, you have more leeway. If you're trying to yeah. go in something that's competitive or that's declining or that's just not going anywhere, you really are in a difficult position. You have to execute extremely well. Why put that stress on yourself? Do something where there's already success and just kind of ride that, that wave. That's so true. In fact, as you were saying that, I was laughing because I was thinking about how I'm so glad I started my podcast like three years ago or four years ago, four years ago this January. Uh -huh. because And then I took a whole year off um, because I've already made all my mistakes. And I took a whole year off to really step back and say, is this 
benefiting my business? And if so, how? And can I quantify it? And if I can't, I need to let it go. If it's just, you know, something else to do, I've got to let it go to focus on other things. Mm -hmm. And in that, I found the actual key to using the podcast to benefit my business as a whole. And that's really great because now I feel like now that I've got, I know the frequency, I know the guests that I want, I know the format that works, you know, we're still tweaking some things, but I'm so glad I feel like I got in at the right time to make all the mistakes before it yeah. really started to take off. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, the less mistakes, all the better, you know, and that's why one of the things I tell people is if they are trying to do something new, you know, get a mentor, get someone that's yeah. been there before you or model someone, find someone that's done something that you want to do model what they're doing, you're likely to have the same level of success. Absolutely. That's where we're, we're stuck right now with our YouTube channel is that we're, we're getting some, uh, some uplift, but uh, definitely we are now looking at modeling and figuring out what's working elsewhere so that we can take it to the next level. <laughs> Cause yeah, it's, absolutely. Because each and each one of those veins, like a podcast, you know, managing your social media, you know, trying to push video versus text and things, some things, you know, work, some things don't, but um, you really have to uh, decide where you want to be because each one is so vastly different from each other. What you do on Twitter isn't what you do on Instagram, yeah. you know, what you do on LinkedIn isn't what you do on, you know, your Facebook page. And it's really, it's a lot of work to manage all those different channels. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's really it's something where you really want to get a system down. That's the other thing I've noticed with yes. companies that are successful. They always have some sort of system. They're not just yep. playing it and winging it. They have a plan and then they execute according to that plan. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. So, you know, our theme for the month is to help people to leave 2020 mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever behind. And uh, I've been having so much fun with these interviews because, you know, I think it, there's been so much of a sense for a lot of people personally and professionally that they felt like was out of their control this year. And I know there's, we still can't control everything. There's, you know, and we don't know what's going to happen as we navigate through the spring and, you know, iterations. We don't know, we don't have a crystal ball, but I do think that there's something really tangible about saying, okay, I am going to do things this month. I'm going to find, you know, some clarity. I'm going to feel like I check some things off the box so that when I go into this next year, when I flip that calendar over, and even though I'm just going from one day to the next, that mentally I can say on January 1, I am going to tackle this year with some positivity. So I'm asking everybody to share, you know, what are your suggestions, your thoughts, your input for helping people make that transition? Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I wouldn't even wait to January 1st. Like there's no, yeah. I, I would go today. Like don't, don't wait for your future. Your future can start now, you know, regardless of the situation. Uh, but the first thing I would say is your mindset leads. So you, you, your, your body and your, you know, everything else can't follow until your mind has first envisioned it. And so a lot of times you need to have a vision. So you want to really reflect and say, okay, what's my vision for my future? What do I want to have? until you write that down and define it, you're not going to be able to achieve it. And so uh, you can probably tell I'm very much a planner, a systems mm -hmm. person, but it's so much yeah. true. When you, when you write down your vision, then you can actually have it manifest and become into being. If you have no idea what you want, how are you going to possibly get it? So it starts there. I would start that, that way for sure. And that's in fact what I do every day. I, I kind of think about, okay, what I want to do. Where am I mm -hmm. relative to that? What do I have to do? What actions? Again, almost using that framework. What do I want? How am I going to do it? 
what actions am I going to take to get me there? So it's not by chance, it's by, by, you know, by purpose. Right. Absolutely. And I do think, uh, you know, what we've been talking about all, all month has been about, you know, what can we do today to prep for that day and, and really feel like, you know, you've taken care of some of the homework assignment to jump into this new year and say, okay, now I've done the pre-work. Now it's time to do the work work. Yeah. Um, and, and really, you know, get in that mental headspace. So I agree, you know, writing down is very important. Um, it's amazing how many of my guests this month have talked about journaling and I always pop up my, you know, my little journal because yeah. I write in it every day as well. And there's yeah. something very powerful about the tangible pen to paper, you know, just like when I take notes, when I'm, you know, interviewing, you'd never be able to read my notes there. That's how bad my handwriting is. However, <laughs> It's um, when I write something down, it sticks with me. It means something. I wouldn't write a word down that doesn't have value. And when we write things down about our future or our present, they have meaning to us as long as we're willing to take the action steps. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's, that's very, very important is really starting there. And after that, like I said, well, let me tell you the story where I kind of learned so much of this. So my mother, my mother is extremely resilient and, and she, I learned so many of these lessons from her. And so she unfortunately went through a, a period of time very similar to what we have today. And so in the late 1930s, she mm-hmm. contracted polio. And so oh. that was the epidemic that was going through at that yes. time. And she was unable to walk from the age of nine months old all the way up to 14. But yet, even at that young age, she had a vision. And her vision was to be able to walk someday, but then ultimately her prize would be to wear high heels, which is probably something a lot of people might take for granted. But for her, that was kind of what she wanted to do. And that was kind of the the stepping stones where I learned, okay, how do you do something? She always taught me to break things down. You know, you have to break down whatever problem you're facing, break it down to smaller, smaller steps and really Mm -hmm. kind of go through that exercise. So what do I want to, what steps do I have to take? How am I going to take those steps and taking those actions? So for her, when she was in the hospital, they started off with just simply building up her nervous system. You know, doing pottery is how they did that for the, for the children in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then getting her to the point of, you know, walking, you know, swimming, you know, getting the, the muscles going there, ultimately to the point where she was walking between these two sticks, walking her own and really, you know, being able to accomplish her vision. And so the, the key of taking small steps, defining what you want to do, and then uh, knowing how you're going to do it, which you can model others, like we mentioned, find a mentor, et cetera, and then taking the actions. And the action is another area people get stuck. So it's not just taking action, take the small <laughs> steps, take those little steps because yes. incrementally, if you just do a little bit every single day, by the time you're up to the next year or into the next year after that, or and so forth and so on, you're going to accomplish your goal. It may take longer than you initially uh, imagine. A lot of times it will, especially if you, if you have a big vision. Uh, But you're going to get there if you just take small steps every single day. Yeah. Forward progression. Somebody I interviewed recently talked about making imperfect forward motion. Yeah. To not wait until you think it's going to be perfect to make the forward motion. Just go forward. As long as you're moving forward, you are moving in the right direction. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that's that's a great point because the other trap that people get in is getting afraid of failure. And if you, if you're afraid of failure, that immobilizes you. So what I say is go ahead and take the step. If you're going to fail, that's okay. Just fail forward. There's a book about that, (laughs) but basically fail forward and and adjust, you know, as you go. And that's how you're going to learn. You're going to learn more from your failures than you do through your successes many times. Mm -hmm. So just take the steps every single day and don't 
succumb to fear because fear is really a paralysis and that stops most people in their tracks. You know, what's funny is I was talking to a really great friend of mine who runs a marketing agency and I was asking his advice as we have been getting ready to revamp our website. And uh, so I was talking to him about all these things. We had emotion and he's like, why haven't you moved forward? Are you afraid of failure? And I said, no, I'm not afraid of failure. I'm afraid of having to do it twice. <laughs> he goes, that's a different way of saying you're afraid of failing. Like, okay. <laughs> so, all right. I'll take that. I, I understand what he means. He understood what I meant. You know, I was like, yeah. I don't have time to do something twice. He's like, then if it takes you six times as long to do it, yeah. you're not in any better shape than if you did it and screwed it up. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, you know, we still haven't moved forward. <laughs> I did take some steps actually though, and then we had to make some changes. So <laughs> it happens. Oh, Tony, um, you, there's a wealth of information about you. I wish we had all day to talk because I think you have great, great insight. Um, and I know we'll have all your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody can't wait and they want to type in your and find you right now, what's the best way for them to find you? Yeah. So what I would suggest is you go to my personal website, meettonyg.com. You scroll down to the bottom there and you can connect with me on social media. I'm probably most active on LinkedIn. If you want to connect to me there, that'd be fantastic. Uh, if you want to hear some of these stories and also learn more about the framework I created, the results flywheel, and, and then also, also the results loop, which is kind of my system for kind of delving into what those steps are. Uh, you can go and download my manifesto, which is that small steps manifesto. It has everything uh, that's in my book called small steps to grow profit. Again, inspired by the story my mother had. And uh, that's what's in that manifesto is absolutely free. I don't even ask for your contact information. I just wanted people to, to download it and get the value out of it. Awesome. Excellent. Thank you, Tony. And thank you for sharing your stories too. Um, especially about your mother. I think that's really, that's really incredible. It's very poignant. And it definitely follows, you know, your steps. So before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Yeah, well, let me hit back on the idea of breaking things down. So one of the things um, we didn't talk about is before my business world, I used to be a professional violinist. And uh, <laughs> one of the things I learned there was the importance, uh, kind of a different way of thinking about breaking things down. When I was in mm -hmm. conservatory, you know, I just wanted to play the fun stuff. I want to blow through all the complicated stuff, get right <laughs> to the melody and call it a day. And I learned a very valuable lesson, which kind of mirrors what I learned from my mother, but also what's applicable in business, which is you have to slow down to speed up, you know, just don't brush over things, take some time, figure out what you want to do, what your path is, and then execute. Sometimes, so sometimes when you pause, actually reflect on how you're going to do it you actually have faster progress as opposed to just blowing through through. And, and that really, again, hits on the idea of planning because how many of us has waste, wasted time in advertising, hiring the wrong people? Uh, mm -hmm. I, I've done that one, uh, you know, mm -hmm. going in the wrong direction, having the wrong products, et cetera. So many of those things could have been alleviated by first planning it out, working with someone, getting some consulting, et cetera. So that is one way to avoid mistakes. You know, if you are fearful of making mistakes, find someone that has that success, but then take a moment and reflect and say, okay, what do I want to actually accomplish and how do I kind of do that? Slow down to speed up would be my advice. I love it. Very, very important advice. Tony, thank you so much. It has been a pleasure having you as a guest. I'm absolutely thrilled that we are connected. 
Yes, thank you so much. Really uh, had a good time here today. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.